Hey, Sylvia. So, um, I've been AWOL for a bit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy few weeks. Um, you know, I have briefly written you that I was kind of having some bouts of anxiety and, I don't know, just uh, trying to wrap my head around a lot of different things. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. And uh, so far, so good, actually. I I was about to say I really can't complain, but I've learned um, that actually we all have the right to complain. So I I can complain, Um, (laughs) keeping things in perspective. But in any case, uh, thinking about, you know, the this kind of this these bouts of anxiety and also why I haven't written for a while. Um, one reason I think is is just I've been thinking a lot about expectations, my expectations of myself and of others, uh, where I might be setting the bar too high. And so I mean, in the context of of writing you. It's, uh, you know, I did, I did write one letter that, that I was not satisfied with. And then I think I just started to have this idea that whatever letter I would write was going to be a shitty letter. And so this kind of letter writing block set in and, um, you know, that of course takes me to the other, the other, uh, our other key word for this letter, which is perfectionism, right? Um, and I've had, I've been d- dealing with this quite a bit as well in, in some work I've been doing, some translation and translation editing. And uh, you, you know what I think I've, what I found is you'll recall that my New Year's resolution was that I would just try to do what I wanted to do and not, um, you know, not plan everything and try and keep myself, I don't know, so structured. But I think one thing that this wonderful experiment has taught me is that um, one thing that I actually do like is structure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just a very simple example is, is it's, very late right now because I've been spending <laughs> several hours this evening um, putting all my books in order and, and weeding out some that I, I I really don't need to hang on to. And this, the whole experience has reminded me of kind of that old, I, 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 can't, I don't, I should have looked it up. I don't I don't recall who it's attributed to, but this idea, you know, this I think there's a writer said I don't like I don't like writing, but I like having written, and I've said that in the past before about translation, but I think um, it's true of a a lot of the things that I do that I don't necessarily enjoy them while I'm doing them. It's not about the pleasure you get while doing them, but the kind of elation that comes afterwards. 
Um, that's definitely true for translation and editing, even true to a certain degree for I don't know, running and working out, or at least getting out the door to do that. And um, it it actually it also um, it ties back, I think, to my relationship with alcohol, which um, you know, not that I I I think well, most people, every most people, I mean, unless. <laughs> you know, it's the definition of an alcoholic. I mean, I I don't really have a problem with alcohol. In fact, I have such a low tolerance that it it's um be hard for me to have an issue, or maybe actually the opposite. But anyways, um, just that this uh, it's it's been kind of, so it's kind of the opposite with that. So when I've what I've started doing is really before I do anything is I'm trying to get into the habit of stopping and thinking about it beforehand and reminding myself how I'm going to feel or most likely going to feel after. So in the case of, you know, doing translation or editing a translation or, or um, you know, even writing a letter, um, the, this, and then I think what, what, it's not so much that it's agonizing to do it, but it is this fear of not not producing something that's perfect, and so therefore, you know, you end up procrastinating uh, about it. It's to just get over that and remind myself, you know, how satisfying it is to do this, or in the case of drinking, to not do this. Um, and that's been, yeah, it's been quite eye-opening, and... Um, I highly recommend it. So probably you already do that. I don't know. Most people probably already do that. I don't know why it's taken me so long to get to to begin to get into the habit of it, but here we are. Um and that just ties in then to this vicious cycle of putting things off, which is kind of what I fell into with with the with this letter. Um <laughs> And and so it's a cycle I'd fallen into with several activities, and hopefully I'm breaking those thanks to this kind of new approach, right? Um, I think one other thing, and and it it's actually something we we briefly <clears throat> wrote about is <clears throat> excuse me this. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, that goes my voice. It's late, like I said. But anyways, um is is maybe I was subconsciously avoiding not necessarily conflict, but disagreement because I don't think we've ever really disagreed maybe about anything or not much. And uh <laughs> you know, I was I I I don't deal well with disagreement usually. Um or, or, you know, conflict, which reminds me, I really need to read all of Sarah Schulman's Conflict is Not Abuse. Anyways, um, <clears throat> but, you know, you're, I, 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 I couldn't watch Queen and Slim. I tried to watch it, but I, I thought it was immediately too on the nose and kind of felt like they were going through a checklist and I also felt from the get-go that they weren't doing the uh, female lead justice. And I could see that this hard-ass black woman was going to have her edges smoothed by this sensitive, understanding man. 
and it was just a narrative I didn't want to see. Um, I think not. So on the one hand, there's there's this idea of yeah, I mean, saying that I'm 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 quite critical of something that um, clearly meant a lot to you and that you you both enjoyed and got a lot lot out of, and that's fine and that's wonderful. And obviously, my experience does not take away from yours. The other thing is, I think it's also difficult to even speak about not liking this film that I think I'm supposed to like. It feels a little dangerous um, because it, you know, it it has all the right ingredients um, that the well the well-meaning progressive should love it. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it it in a way it feels wrong. It feels kind of icky, and. It, feels like I'm putting myself out there to be for you know <laughs> possible backlash um that that I didn't get it or that I'm somehow not on board with the politics of it and I am on board obviously with a lot of the politics of it though I I didn't I didn't watch the whole movie so I can't say but um but probably the the gender politics probably would have rubbed me the wrong way in any case, I just I just have to be confident. I think in the knowledge um, that I just I just found it disappointing, and or from as much as I watched, I, I you're gonna say you should go back and watch the whole movie. I should probably go back and watch the whole movie, but I have heard feedback from other people who 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 um, have reinforced my initial opinion. I think so. I mean, all of that said, you know, I know there are, there are other movies made in a similar vein that seem to be made for this broader audience. So, you know, um, one one that comes to mind is Hidden Figures, and I loved it, even though it has its kind of white savior complex going on. And um, The Hate You Give is another one that I thought was very well done, was also a bit of a checklist, but I don't know, it it didn't rub me the wrong way. Um, one podcast that, that I listened to, and I don't know if we've talked about this, is Small Doses with Amanda Sears. Um, and I've really, i just been kind of binging it recently because I got kind of backlogged on a lot of podcasts. But the, there was a, an episode where she and a guest talked about the movie and they discussed how they really wanted to see more lighthearted content uh, featuring black characters, you know, kind of also real and raw, but not so focused on tragedy. And, um, which is not to say we don't need these, obviously the, uh, all these big, big issues need to be grappled with as well. It's not that I don't think they shouldn't, but I like that idea. And it also kind of coincided. I listened to that and what hadn't been that long before that I, I watched this brief interview on Vimeo, um, by the director of um, Rafiki, whose name I'm totally going to blank out on. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Um, but I don't know if you've seen Rafiki. Yeah, it's Wanori Kahio. Um, but it, it was a 2018 uh, Kenyan movie about this kind of young lesbian couple it was also very much an issues film, so it's kind of somewhat ironic that the the director was speaking out about and saying that 
she wanted to see she went she was championing these more lighthearted films which she called African bubblegum uh and so kind of along the same lines of what was being said on small doses and so I thought you know I'm going to I'm going to seek out some movies like that um and not a movie but I will say I I, I did uh binge insecure recently I don't know if you've seen it but um I really really liked it found the fourth season the latest season a, a a bit disappointing for several reasons but uh you know we can get into specifics if you watch it and want to discuss um another series I've watched in this long intermission is Euphoria which I found to be very riveting and very and problematic in several ways but I don't know if um you know if you want to get into high school drama uh Euphoria is a series to watch maybe and my ne- the next thing I'm going to watch is is I may destroy you I have to watch it and also not lighthearted I do understand but you know I just I just hear great things all around so um it, not just from you but from others so that's that's next on my list um in terms of stuff I've been reading, I've been reading mostly for work recently, which I was just thinking is maybe why I've been feeling a bit depressed. <laughs> uh, who knows? But uh, that's, no, well, that's maybe, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm reading some interesting stuff as well, but but mostly reading for editing purposes, which, so it still all feels a lot like work. Um and when I when I finish something and uh, feel up to it, I will tell you about it. I did listen to Wise Blood, the the audiobook of Wise Blood, though, as part of my continued obsession with Flannery O'Connor. And uh, yeah, I'm still just as confused as ever by that novel. But um, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, I still haven't left my neighborhood. I mean, I'm starting to lose track of the number of days, weeks, months it's been. Um, we just had, you know, the Feast of the Sacrifice for the, these past few days. So we closed down the office and and um, even early and gave everybody last week off. And I took that opportunity to try and catch up on work. Um, but, yeah it's it's kind of weird not not leaving my neighborhood <laughs> ever and i could it's not that i i couldn't it it's also just a matter i think of getting into the habit of not going anywhere and also you know not wanting to unnecessarily put people at risk so even though i would love to go to this new ethiopian restaurant on the european side i can't bring myself to do it yet so, yeah. Oh, I should say that actually what I did read is I read all the short stories that were up for the Kane Prize. And I was really, really, really excited that um, the short story Gracie Jones won. So I don't know if you've read it, but I highly recommend it. And it's part of this collection called Nudie Branch um, by the author Urinosa Nakoji. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to read the whole collection now. Um, so, yeah put that put that on the list yeah and I thought I'd just end this with this uh one 
last note and a short anecdote, and that is that you know on the on the news recently it's the you know this thirty I think it's the thirtieth anniversary right of the Americans with Disabilities Act, so there's been a lot of news and coverage of that, and I'm just I don't know you know I watched I, um, this documentary Crip Camp a few months ago I can't remember if we talked about it but if you haven't seen it you should definitely watch it. And I'm always, I continue to just be kind of flabbergasted by, I don't know, by what my parents achieved and how I didn't recognize it, give them the recognition I should have when they were still around. So yeah, just listening to this timeline and, you know, these the handicapped people fighting for their rights not that long ago. Um, and, and, you know, I see it here in Turkey, just how you don't see handicapped people out and about because the, the, you know, the architecture is not built for them. The city's not made for them. And it quite easily could be, you know, um, it doesn't take that much to build a ramp. And so listening to all this news, I started thinking about all where I grew up and just these buildings that had ramps and having, you know, my mother talking about having having all the uh, the the pay phones lowered so that a person in a wheelchair could reach it and stuff like this. And, uh, you know, I've always had, you know, especially being here, because I always wanted to bring my folks over and, and I was always very cognizant of the fact that they would not be able to get around. But... Um, yeah, I don't know, the whole timeline of it all, and and it just keeps coming back to me, and, uh, the other night, I, when I was running, uh, this car seemed to be coming quite close to me, and I was running on the asphalt on the, the road, and so when I, I thought it was really kind of heading towards me, I jumped up, tried to jump up onto the sidewalk, and my foot caught and I fell and I scraped my knees up pretty bad and they were bleeding and my hands were all sore and swollen and scraped up as well and and um yeah I felt I was a bit shaken and 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 I had to kind of limp my way back back home and it was a kind of lonely moment where I did indulge in a little bit of self-pity but it also you know made me think of all these times my parents fell um during my life and and all these stories they had of falling down and I thought shit I can't remember the last time I'd fallen down so it was also a bit of a moment of gratitude and you know whenever I do run I always I always think um you know I, I'm grateful I can do it because neither of my parents could and uh it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, a a little anecdote and counting your blessings. (laughs) Um, so yeah, which is not, you know, but, but I do, I do know they always, they, they, they did, both of them always wished they could run. So, because I think, you know, that we say differently abled there. Um, rather than disabled, right? Because there are things that 
when you can't do certain things, you learn to do other things better, right? So um, I do like that idea of saying differently able, but there is something to say for being able to run. So I think I will call it quits for now, and I'm going to send you this letter, and I'm not going to obsess over whether or not it's a perfect letter, Sylvia. (laughs) What is the perfect letter anyways, right? Okay, I hope you're well, and uh, yeah, sorry for being AWOL for a bit, but um, yeah, I think I'm back, and hopefully better than ever, we'll see, alright, let me know how you're doing, I hope you're doing well, and uh, yeah, I miss hearing your voice, so send me a letter soon, alright, take care, love you, bye-bye.